We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. My name is Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley, and I am joined today by my good pal, Ross Uglum. You can find him on Twitter at Ross Uglum. And Ross, we are knee-deep in the draft season, the draft process. We're kind of getting to the point where, yes, we're, we're kind of far away from the draft, but also getting to the point where I think some of our opinions are starting to kind of be solidified and we're starting to get deeper into this draft class, you know, just away from the top names that we've been hearing about for the last, you know, 10 months. And we're really starting to kind of find some guys that maybe tickle our fancy a little bit. So today we're going to talk about some guys that, Ross, when we watched – them on film we just say to ourselves my goodness I could see the path for this person being a Packer you know and let me let me connect some of the dots here and there and kind of paint a picture of how that could potentially be a path for them to be a Green Bay Packer and uh, Ross last week I talked about two guys that I really thought could be Packers one of them you're very familiar with and that's Dylan Radance from North Dakota State um, I'll let you speak on him. I, I would imagine you'll probably just kind of echo some of the statements I said. But then another guy that I mentioned last week just so happened to be in your Mock Draft Monday that you can go find at PackerReport.com right now. And that's Amon Ross, St. Brown. 
And Ross, what about those two guys would you say off the top of your head, what makes them Packers to you? What makes them guys that you could really see Goody going out and picking? Well, on the Rado side, like I, I mean, I've known Dylan since he was 18 years old. I covered his recruitment at North Dakota State. Uh, phenomenal kid, and and for me, I mean, he's just he's just a, a rich man's, and not necessarily what the player has been because I think you know expecting a guy to be J.C. Treader, and that's where I'm going with this. Just expecting a guy to be J.C. Treader, uh, the career that he's had, I mean, that's that's like a 90th percentile outcome. You would be very 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 pleased. But Treader was a mid round pick. I just mean as a prospect, strictly as a prospect, um, I, I think you're thinking of Rado as a rich man's treader and that he's a college left tackle. He's a freakazoid athlete. I think that'll show out when North Dakota state does their pro day. I think, um, you know, treader, I think was a high end athlete. I'd have to take a, a quick look at the, at the RAS, but I, I think that that is uh, correct. And, and I think they do a lot of the same things where, yeah, I, I think both can. And I, I think Treader probably could have played tackle. They wanted him. It's like, yeah, he was a 9.64 RAS guy, which, you know, that means he's a freak. That's a stone cold freak. Uh, 6.3 was really his only downside, and that's why he didn't stick at tackle. But, I mean, this is a 5 flat, 40 basically, 29 on the bench, 29-inch vert. Um, you know, at, at 307. And that's that's the other thing is, you know, Rado's not 320. He's not. He's 305, 308, whatever. And so that's why you saw some love at, at center, but I think you saw the ability to play left and right tackle as well. Maybe kick inside to guard, but I think it he's kind of an Elton-type prospect in that you you think his top positions are probably tackle and center. Now they have the Green, Green Bay has obviously slid him inside to guard, but that's why. I mean, I think it's Rado is like Billy Turner juiced up too, kind of the same type of thing. Played left tackle at North Dakota State, can play guard, can play tackle. Um, and then you saw with like Sitton and Lang, you know, they just took those college tackles and eventually had them chill at a position. And that's one thing that I think the Packers have done better of late is now injuries have upset the apple cart, but – I think the Packers of late have done better with just teaching their guys a position and trying to cross-train them all across the line, but don't make guys shuffle if it's not completely necessary. And and that's, I think, where maybe some of T.J. Lang's early struggles in his career, maybe some of the failures of some of the earlier picks uh, before Ted just started nailing every offensive line pick, I think that was maybe some of the issue. As far as Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, um, just a size, speed athlete. Um, obviously, they employ his brother currently. Uh, above six one, I think, was kind of the slot option uh, with Michael Pittman Jr. playing the X, and I think was more successful in 2019 as a player than he was in 2020. Uh, but but I think all tape is valuable, not just the most recent tape. And and oddly enough, I mean, that's where Green Bay really kind of has a hole right now or, or a, a spot to take over full time. I think you really like uh, MVS and Alan Lazard as sort of that Z or that number two. Um, of course, Devontae Adams is, is your stud, is your ex, is your guy. Um, and, 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 you know, they move Devontae around plenty, but ultimately – where they don't have a super dependable guy is where St. Brown is excellent. And that's in the slot. And 
unfortunately for a guy like me who would love to see Elijah Moore or Rondale Moore, oh, be still my beating heart. I don't think that that's – I mean, they do kind of still want the the size. I, I don't know as though they like the 5'9 stump like Rondale Moore uh, as much as I do. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And actually, Peter Bukowski and I were talking about that today. Just if there was, you know, of these gadget guys, you look at first-tier guys, I'd say Kadarius Rondale are probably that first-tier gadget-type guy. Second-tier is probably your Tudu Atwells and your Dwayne Eskridges. And third-tier is probably the um, uh, Jalen, the Darden kid from North Texas and then, like, the Demetric Fentons, like those types of guys. And where does – the value match up with what they're willing to take on a, a smaller type guy. And they might not want a smaller type guy at all. And so, yeah, you, you hit on pretty much everything I said last week with, with Rado, you know, find a spot for him. It, it won't be hard. He, he's a top five, probably offensive lineman guy right away. And then Alon Ra has competitive toughness too. I think, I think Matt LaFleur is going to absolutely yeah. love that. And speaking of competitive toughness, a guy and, and I guess Peter, I was talking to Peter again. I said, watch Tommy tremble. If if the Packers like Josiah DeGuara last year, they are going to love Tommy Tremble. And Ross, Tommy Tremble had 19 catches this year. That is it. He is never featured in their passing game, and he is still some of the funnest tape you will watch. Because when he blocks you, he doesn't just block you, Ross. He wants to put your butt in the ground, six feet under, put the shovel on top, throw it, walk away, come back, dig some more dirt on it, and then do it all over again. Like He is a dude in the run game. And so it is a blast to, to watch him. I don't know. What are your thoughts, I guess, on Tommy Tremble? Because he was a guy that I, I told Peter. So, hey, I think the Packers are going to like this guy. And I tweeted this out earlier today. Lo and behold... The Packers met with him this week. What are your thoughts on Tommy Tremble? Yeah. I mean, so, and then this is kind of a little bit hypocritical, and I'll admit to this. I mean, uh, how many times have I yelled at people online for helmet scouting? Uh, enough. You follow me on Twitter. It happens. Um, I don't want to hear that Trey Lance isn't going to be a great quarterback because Carson Wentz had a bad year. I don't want to hear that Justin Fields isn't going to make it because Cardale and Haskins didn't make it. It's just stupid. I don't want to hear that you don't want a defensive back from Washington because you don't like the way Kevin King finished his Packers career. I don't want to hear it. It it's lazy. It's dumb. Like it by the way, next year Sam Howell is not gonna suck because Mitch Trubisky sucked. I, I'm gonna tell you that right now. I anyway, I'm, I'm gonna get off my soapbox. But what I will say is the DIC, the draft industrial complex, they love them some Notre Dame tight ends. I and I have felt a tight end after tight end after tight end, including Cole Komet, has been overvalued. And it's I don't know what it is. It's not that they just have that golden helmet on and, and that makes them uh, you know, busts or whatever. But for me, consistently, consistently, from Kyle Rudolph and then kind of on, uh, I just feel like I have you know, kind of uh, disagreed with their rankings and wanted to rank them 30, 40, 50, 60 spots lower. And this is a complete opposite. I mean, it's kind of reminds me of this guy that we fall in love with, right? We were super right about George Kittle, or at least I was. And he wasn't featured 
as heavily in Iowa's offense because they just ran the football. And it turns out he's one of the best, you know, two, three guys. And, and I didn't look, I didn't have George Kittle as a top, probably even hundred player. Um, but, but I was higher on him than most. Turns out he's a top 10 player in that class, you know, and probably a top 30 or 40 player in the whole league. But, uh, you know, like Trayvon Wesco, everybody fell in love with him. I remember falling in love with uh, Dalton Schultz. You know, everybody gets once a year and falls in love with a, with a blocking tight end, and this is that blocking tight end. You, you, you feel, it looks like you got something to say. I was just laughing because I literally just wrote – okay, so I literally wrote up Tommy Tremble today for the KC Draft Guide. Yeah. And my my player comps for him were, one, George Kittle. Two, athletic Trayvon Wesco. And we we did not talk about this. No. Yeah, we did it's, not – and that is who he is. It's who he right. is. You and I are no dummies. You and I are no dummies. Oh, that's fantastic. Though. But, I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? We – we have been taught, especially now that, uh, you know, folks that, that follow the Packers should be uh, disciples of the wide zone and, and, and understanding the value of Mercedes Lewis last year, but also, need uh, you know, understanding that uh, Bobby Tanyan's a wide receiver convert and Jay Sternberger is not a traditional wide tight end. And, uh, you know, when Josiah DeGuara gets fully healthy, he, he ain't a wide tight end either. He's like six, two and a half. It's just it's not you know, there's not enough length there. And so that spot needs to get filled on Green Bay's roster. How tall is Tremble? 6'4". Yeah, big. I mean, he's not 6'7", like like Big Dog, but you can see it on film. That don't matter. You know, I don't think uh, Kittle's not 6'7", either. You know, but uh, when you can put somebody's face in the turf, that is a, that is a gift. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I think, you know, maybe, maybe Tremble doesn't end up like Kittle, but the threat of putting someone's face in the turf also can uh, create opportunities in the passing game when people are coming downhill to meet you it's easy to run by them that's kind of how the tight end uh, position works sometimes and uh, having that threat of being a blocker as opposed to you know people people line up at this point in his career and I'm not trying to be disrespectful but uh, people at this point line up in his career across from Robert Tanyan and they're they're defending the pass mostly I think and the thing about Tremble too is you look at the tight end position and what Green Bay has been looking at they also brought in Brevin Jordan, who can kind of play that souped-up fullback-type role that they want Josiah DeGuard to play. 
which is also something that I think Shremble could do, which you look at it, they rostered John Lovett and Josiah DeGuara last year. They won. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. More than one guy. They, they kept running through that position last year. So is Matt LaFleur thinking, okay, we thought we had Josiah DeGuara last year. He's coming back, but then we had to you know, pivot from what we really wanted to do on offense because we didn't have someone else like Josiah DeGuara. So I don't know. It, it could, it's, just, it's interesting to me that they're, that they're looking at that position in particular, particularly those two guys who I think can do a lot of that stuff. And Tremble as well, he, he's the, the Kittle comp is because of how underutilized he is in the passing game in college. But boy, the opportunities he gets, he looks good. Like he looks very and, – and granted, he's one, he's running one route. He's running up the seam. But boy, does he look athletic. Uh, but mo- Okay, so moving on to the guys that we want to talk about today. So, our, and just our- so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So just so people understand what we're talking about, George Kittle at Iowa – had 48 catches in uh, six, 16, 25 games. 48 catches in 25 games as a Hawkeye, folks. And he snapped plenty. Okay, mm-hmm. my man was turfing people. Um, but, but you know, his career high uh, was his senior year at Iowa. I think half of these yards were in that game against North Dakota State. I can't remember who won that one. Um <laughs> But 22 catches for 314 yards. And like I said, I think, you know, almost uh, a third of those 314 yards were in that loss to NDSU at home. It's not like he, it's not like George Kittle ate up the Big Ten through the air. He absolutely did not. But he was a freak athlete and he fit the wide zone that Shanahan wanted to run. Now he's a super duper star. Yeah, would be fun in Green Bay. But okay, so the guys that we're going to talk about last week, I already mentioned. I talked about Raidens. I talked about Amon Ross, St. Brown, and just and we're talking guys that when we've watched them, we say, "Man, this guy looks like a Packer." Like we've seen Goody for three years now. We we've started to notice some of his trends. It's easy to connect some of those dots. And when Ross and I were talking before the show, Ross said, "Okay, well, I'll talk about Raidens and Greg Robinson," and I said, "Well." Last week I already talked about Raidens and Greg Robinson is first on my list for this Greg week. Greg Newsom. To talk about. Newsom. Oh, sorry. Well, my Greg Robinson. Who is he? Is he the old the basketball that player? Is, uh, no, that's David Robinson. I think Greg yeah. Robinson 
is an offensive lineman of sorts. Oh, and he sucks. Uh, yeah. All right, Auburn got drafted. In there. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about Greg Newsom, dude. That's hilarious because on on the AP draft show, I, I said on air that Greg Newsom is the son of Craig Newsom, and that's not true either. Um, <laughs> but what is true is he's a baller. He, he is good, and and you look at the Packers, and so this is how kind of I came to this conclusion for. He is very much, or at least I think, should be in the conversation for the 29th overall pick. When you look at a team, a pro team, and and what they value in programs from college, you can kind of you can gain a lot by guys that they bring in in later rounds in undrafted free agency stuff like that. They believe in the program, they believe in some of those guys, and they've also probably heard from some of the coaches of those staffs that you should take a flyer on this guy. So two teams that have had a lot of late round guys and they've had a lot of UDFAs are North Dakota state and Northwestern Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster and Greg Newsom is going to be the next Packer. I'm telling you. Yeah. And, and not on top of that, Mark Murphy was the AD there for a long time. There's just a lot of parallels, a lot of bridges you can bring to, um, those two different scares the crap out of everybody thinking they were going to hire Pat. Have the fighting Pat Fitzgeralds. Uh, but so, so yeah. Greg, though, you look at him. Now let's talk about him as a prospect. And I keep getting tripped up in my head because I want to call him Greg Robinson so much. Greg Newsom. Um, you look at him. When I watched him on tape, uh, this kid was hardly ever targeted at Northwestern. Probably be, is it because he's playing Big Ten wide receivers and could smother them? Absolutely. That was why. But I look at a kid. And my buddy uh, Craig Stout, who I write with over at Arrowhead Pride, I, I kept telling them, watch this kid. Watch this kid. You're going to like him. You're going to like him a lot. He's a first-round talent. Craig, in the DMs, within five minutes of watching him, I believe the quote was, someone as big and lanky as him has no business closing on the ball as fast as he does. And you watch him. His click and close is very nice. The way he can open his hips is extremely nice. He's a plus athlete. He has good length. And on top of that, above everything else, he's a really smart football player. You look at the way he IDs routes where he always knows where his help is. Um, he played a lot, uh, very, you know, very similar to what I think Joe Barry is going to want to run for the Packers next year. Pretty, pretty zone heavy, cover two heavy, and he's very natural in it. Now, you look at him and say, well, he doesn't have a lot of interceptions. He doesn't have this or that. He doesn't make plays on the ball. Well, one, he does. You want to talk about Jair not being targeted last year? That was that was great last year in college. They didn't throw the ball at him, and for good reason. He was an All-American in 2019, 2020. He was not, uh, but the dude was hardly targeted, and then he got hurt. So he does have some injury concerns. Um, but, man, you watch this kid on tape, and I think the secret's out. I think people um, liked him, but now that people are getting to him a little bit more, they're starting to realize he is he's a first-round talent. And he could absolutely be the guy lining up from Jair Alexander. Someone today, Ross, told me, and they're like, he reminds me of Josh Jackson at Iowa. And I don't think he does. And I'll tell you why. Josh Jackson at Iowa won. Josh Jackson was was a one-year guy. That one year was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love Josh Jackson coming out of college. But Josh Jackson does not have the type of hip uh, fluidity that Newsom has. He doesn't move like he does. Jackson was more of like a physical guy with great instincts in college who got his hands on a ton of footballs, but he got his hands on a ton of footballs because he was targeted a lot. 
Uh, Newsom is hardly ever targeted. And I think you look at those two things, yeah. and that's that's really the big difference for me, is Jackson was not locking dudes down in college. He was making plays on the ball in college. Newsom, I think his skill set is more transferable to the NFL level. Um, Ross, you can either uh, riff off of that or give me give me your guy. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Newsome, um, 61190. I, I, I went off on a little bit of a rant, and I love that um, that rant was validated by my guy, uh, Eric Crocker. And I just said, like, look, I get it, and I've, I've seen a couple uh, beat guys for the Packers or um, just analysts talk about the uh, Malafonwu kid from Syracuse or the St. Juiced kid from um, uh, Minnesota and, and talk about, well, they're really long, and so that will blend well with Jair. That's a good contrast from Jair. And it's like, I don't care, man. Like, um, if, if uh, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. can play at 5'10", I don't give a shit if he's the cornerback opposite of Jair Alexander. Remember the uh, the and, and I was guilty of this, and this is why you know you always get better at this job. You always learn something. I was guilty of this. I remember going back to um, the Packers home playoff game against Seattle last year, and I thought, well, duh, um, they'll put they'll they'll shadow lock it with Jair, and they'll put Kevin King on DK Metcalf and let the freak guard the freak and. And let the jitterbug guard the jitterbug, and that'll be that. They didn't do that. They identified Metcalf as the number one threat and put Jair on him. And it's the exact same thing that happened in, frankly, a losing effort against Tampa, where you would assume that they would cover Godwin with Alexander and cover Evans with uh, with King, and then do God knows what with Scotty Miller, but you would take the shiftier guy, the, the Godwin style, and cover him with Alexander and then put a 6'3 guy on the 6'5 Evans so you have that kind of coverage. They didn't do that either. They put the 5'10 Alexander on it. Well, I don't know why, because he's good. You need good corners. You need guys that can play. And I don't care if it's 6'1 uh, Aaron Robinson or if it's you know 6'2 Caleb Farley, 6'2 Pat Sertan Jr. All of that is great, super awesome. I'm, I'm for it. But if it comes in a 510 package, uh, that's fine too. And just because these guys like St. Juiced and and Melifon were 6'3, guys, do we not understand what just happened the last time that 
we we went for a six three corner because he was six three and because Richard Sherman was six three. Like, come on, like it's let's progress here. Let's evolve. Let's understand uh, that most of the best corners in this league are not six foot three. Most of yeah. the best corners in this league are six feet. Yeah, because you got to be able to move like those. Like height is a huge plus for corners, um, and we like that. We like the plus. Uh, plus height of corners. And speaking of plus, Ross, um, I heard a little birdie talk to me about Paramount Plus while it's on my mind. Could you give us a little rundown about what's going on over at Packer Report before you get into your next prospect with Paramount Plus? Yeah, so here's the deal, guys. Um, I think if you are, uh, you know, VIP person at at uh, at Packer Report, you understand that if you're paying full price, once you're renewed, or if you're at any time that you're paying full price, CBS All Access has been a part of your program as well, which is cool. I mean, uh, the the original Star Trek series that are on there, tons of streaming libraries, uh, the live football in the fall. You, you if you have CBS All Access, you're not blacked out. You get access to those games, and that's that's been really cool. Um, but on March fourth. Uh, that becomes Paramount Plus, which is pretty freaking cool, um, and and that's all of the you know what what I think of as the Viacom properties, right? So uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Comedy Central, uh, they're gonna have two thousand classic movies. They're gonna have an original new uh, SpongeBob series. They're gonna do some straight to. Uh, straight to, to, to streaming stuff, kind of like HBO and Warner Brothers have doing. So you're going to get Top Gun Maverick uh, and Mission Impossible 7 right there. And so this is this value uh, of CBS Access is going to become Paramount Plus on the 4th. It's just going to happen. And right now we're doing, until March 3rd, a VIP program at, at Packer Report where you can see my film study, you can see Andy's grades, you can see Dusty's playbook, you can see a number of the premium things that we are going to do moving forward, and you can get that behind-the-scenes uh, behind access type stuff and the really nerdy stuff and the great stuff, and you're going to get Paramount Plus because when CBS All Access rolls into Paramount Plus, you're going to be a subscriber. So this $100 value of Paramount Plus, I don't know what a 50 Fifty percent off. Let's go to let's go to Packer Report right now, shall we? Yeah, this is great. Uh, this is great radio. I don't know what it is, but I can't imagine that fifty percent off of our deal. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be fifty three seventy, folks. So for fifty three dollars and seventy cents, you can get Paramount Plus and get the uh, get the Packer Report VIP setup. And that actually gives you access to the entire network. So if you're a Badgers fan, if you're a Gophers fan, if you're a Tar Heels fan, uh, if, if you're whatever, you're going to have all the inside recruiting information. You're going to have all the insider boards, all that stuff. Uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers, Iowa Hawkeyes, I don't care. You're going to have access to all of the entire VIP 24-7 sports network. You're going to have access to all the great stuff on Packer Report and – uh, you're going to get a hundred dollar value in in Paramount Plus free. That's just part of the deal. Uh, is does Yellowstone come with the Paramount Plus package? One hundred percent. You better believe. So, it. so before we move on, I just need to let the people know if you haven't watched it, you should. 
And I watched it all via Amazon by having to purchase each of the three seasons. They're $20 a piece. So if you just go ahead and subscribe to Packer Report, you're already $7 ahead. If you just want to watch Yellowstone, which you should. But enough of that. We just did a little promo in the middle of the show. Hope you guys are still with us. Time out. Time out. Time out. I need to correct myself. Eventually... It will go on to Paramount Plus, and the prequel to Yellowstone that they're shooting will be on Paramount Plus. But the first three seasons of of, of uh, Yellowstone was actually sold to Peacock, which aren't these streaming oh. wars fun. But um, season four and moving on, I think, will be uh, Paramount Plus, and, and then the prequel will be on Paramount Plus, and eventually... Uh, as as everything does, the rights to Paramount or to the rights to Yellowstone will will go uh, back to Paramount. But I didn't want to mis mislead folks. But guys, it's just Google Paramount Plus and and see all the stuff that's gonna come as a part of that value. Um, I would argue that fifty three bucks for a year of Packer Report VIP is very very worth it. I think we're worth the hundred percent price. I, I I mean I'm obviously extremely biased, but. Um, you know, we've got over 500 subscribers that have been with us for a very, very long time, and we're looking to grow that number. You know, Jake's got to eat, folks. We got to we got to keep him in leathers and furs. That's right. That's right. Speaking of leathers and furs, there's actually no way I can segue this into the yeah, next a terrible segue. I'm sorry. So let's just go ahead. Hey, leathers and furs, who is your packer? Yeah, so I've got two guys after you told me I couldn't take any of my original guys. Um, and the first one is the lazy uh, version, which is Jason Owe. And I think I'm saying that right. Um, and I'm not saying he's lazy. I don't think he is at all. Um, but this dude is a freak. And he's 6'5". He's going to be in that 250 to 260 range. There's going to be weight that can be kind of uh, hung on him. And right now he's a little bit like um, Rashawn Gary in that there are not. There's not a huge uh, ton of production. There's not consistency. Like you go back and look at his PFF grades by game, and that those aren't the gospel. But it's very inconsistent. Great against Indiana, not so great against Ohio State and Maryland. Then really good against Nebraska. Um, there are some inconsistencies. Look, if Jason Owe played at his top level at, with his athleticism every single week, he'd go in the top five. That's just the way that it works with edge rushers. And that's why I think there's a chance for him to be a Packer at 29 because the, uh, you know, the, the, the production, the numbers aren't necessarily there. We're not going to get the holy shit, this guy's a freak combine thing because I think that would have happened. I think he would have ran like a 4.45 four, at 255 pounds and that might have been the end, and he might have gone in the top 10 or the top 12, but that's not going to happen this year. You know, or he verts, you know, 39 or, or something nuts, and and people go insane. Well, I don't think that's going to happen because of the structure of the combine. So I could see Jason Oway as a, as a uh, Packer potentially at 29 because ultimately I still think they have to release Preston Smith, and if you release Preston Smith, and you want to play either Gary or Z inside, you need that other rusher. Plus, you're kind of uh, 
you're, you're kind of lost after Z and Gary anyway. I mean, Spider Garvin is a maybe. Tipa Season is a maybe. Um, there are a bunch of maybes, I think, on that that edge side of things. But nothing that you feel great about. Nothing that you have a tremendous amount of just or uh, invested in. So I think Edge, uh, I took Jalen Phillips on Mock Draft Monday today. I think Edge is... Uh, a need, a, a considerable need, something that they need to pay attention to. I think you you watch uh, the way that the Tampa won the Super Bowl with opposing uh, offenses not being able to block JPP and Barrett with their backup tackles because of injury, and that's something that I think you you definitely want to try and uh, replicate if you can. You want to be able to bring pressure. Yeah, and so you look at him as an edge. You know, Jason Oa, edge, Penn State, freak athlete. Best is probably still in front of him. Freak athlete, Big Ten, best still in front of him. You know, where have we heard this story before? And I think yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. Parallels like yes, this is baby Rashawn. You know, and, and he very much could be. And the level of confidence I have in Mike Smith to develop those types of guys is very high as well. If Mike Smith yeah. wants to be a defensive coordinator in the next couple of years, if Rashawn Gary continues to get better, that's his resume. Mike Smith, why oh, are you yeah. qualified to be a defense coordinator? Look at this kid. I did that. You go know? look at Rashawn's Michigan tape and then go look at what I turned him into. Exactly. And so you look at a player like that and you're 100% right. Like he is a freak athlete, could fall this year because we don't really know what's what with numbers. You know, we don't know what we're going to get. He could go run a 4-5, 4-4 his pro day. And people are going to be skeptical of it because pro days aren't the combine. So yeah. that's that's an interesting that's an interesting thing. And you look at the Packers and what they've done with edges. Yes, Mike Pettin is gone. He had a type that he liked. Maybe that changes this year. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I'll tell you what. Brian Goody brought in Preston Smith, who is a freakazoid athlete. Z is kind of an outlier, but Z is really good, you know. And then Rashawn Gary, freak athlete. Yeah. Jonathan Garvin, freak athlete. So there is a type that Brian uh, Gudekins is going after, and so uh, he could absolutely fit into that mold. And that's something that they've shown, too, with free agents. Like like Billy Turner, not a great athlete from an RAS perspective. Same thing, uh, you know, obviously goes for um, for uh, uh, Z. You know, they, they're ready to throw away the RAS if you're a veteran. Uh, they don't necessarily throw it away though. If you're if you're a draft pick, they they want you to be a stud. And the other guy I I like and and I would love to have some athletic testing on the kid. I probably won't ever. Um, but the guy that just gets it and is excellent from wherever they play him is Elijah Molden. And this is like I said, this the hel- the helmet scouting thing, like. Um, if you're going to tell me, and by the way, go watch Buda Baker for like 20 minutes and, and you'll feel like an idiot. But, you know, you're going to tell me that, that Sidney Jones and, and Kevin King didn't didn't turn out. So you don't want you don't want a Washington defensive back. I, I can't help you. But uh, Molden is is an awesome slot safety combo player. I don't think he's quite as big as Micah Hyde. Um, I don't think he's probably the punt returner that Micah Hyde is. But that's what I see when I see Elijah play um, is just excellence. I mean, he just gets it. He understands pattern matching. He understands zone. He's capable in man. Yeah, he's 5'10", 190 um, is what PFF has him here. But he's just been excellent. I mean, I think he can play safety. I think he can play nickel. 
Uh, I think he can kind of move all over. And, you know, I don't know, you know, if, if, I don't know if he's a safety. I don't know if he's a slot. I don't know what you, you do with him. Um, But if you just say, go play the slot and you don't try the safety convert, I think he is as high of a floor as you're going to get in this whole class. Like I, I think that the 50 percentile outcome, if you will, for him is one of the better eight or 10 nickels in the league for a decade. I think that's the 50 percentile outcome and how you value that. I don't know. I mean, I think the Packers should have tremendous value on that. They play, uh, well, we don't know with, with uh, the new, the new DC Joe Barry, but we do know that, this is now a sub league. I think Barry still understands that. I think the Rams played a ton of nickel. I think that's an important spot. And if I can tell you that your nickel is going to be one of the better eight or 10 guys at his spot, that, that should have value. You should have value in that. You should value that as an organization. You know, it just dawned on me when you said he's not the punt returner that Micah Hyde is, you know, what player in this draft class, I think I could look at and say, that's Micah Hyde 2.0. I'm gonna give you one guess. I'm not going to guess. Javon Holland, Oregon. Oh, God. Because he is a punt. He's still my beating heart. He is a punt returner. He is a slot. He is a safety. He's another guy kind of in that uh, Elijah Molden. And and he he doesn't – I tell you what, with him, you don't have to break any size rules. He's all of 6'1". You you don't have to step off the RAS train. You don't have to worry about, you know, him being 5'10". Javon, I've – mocked Javon a number of times and and oh, well you know their best position group might be Amos and Savage and it's like that's great super um I would like to move Savage to nickel or play Javon at nickel or play Javon and Savage interchangeable and freak people out like mm-hmm. there are a number of things that you could do with both of those players um Javon Holland's just a dude I mean he's a dude and well, he might run four six too. That's what I'm thinking. He's Micah. Yeah. You know, like he might he might yeah. not be the fastest straight line guy, but I have no concerns about his. He's so fluid and he's so yeah. smart. Yeah. yeah. So that that's that's a that's a bonus one. That's not who I'm going to talk about, but that's that's another bonus guy that I think you can look at. And the Packers could just say at, there's a certain point in the draft where he's just too good to not draft. Um, my the last guy we'll get to here is someone that Ross, you and I actually watched this guy together. And I think uh, you watched me fall in love with him, like before your very own eyes. And that is uh, Jonathan Osai from Texas. And he's he's an edge rusher. Joe, got to, I can't get anyone's name right today. Good lord! Um, well, a lot <laughs> of right. players' moms are going to be really angry with you. Thanks, thanks for correcting me on that one, Rusty. Um, but no, <laughs> Joseph Osai, the edge from Texas. Uh, you look at him, and the first thing that comes to mind is Clay Matthews, the way he plays. They're similar in size. Oh, size a little bit longer than Clay is or was. Um, Clay might have been a little bit stronger at the point of attack, but I mean, you're splitting hairs there. And why I and so this there's one play, one play in particular that I think you can look at and say someone's going to fall in love with him on this Packers team, and we know that Matt Lafleur pounded the table for. Josiah DeGuara last year because of one particular play where it was an interception and he chased the guy down 80 yards, never gave up on the play. And LaFleur just basically said, that's who I want on my team. 
I want guys like that on my team. DeGore doesn't have the freakiest of RAS. You know, so if they're going to make exceptions to that, it's going to be because the guy plays with a certain level of intensity. And go watch the Oklahoma State game. He's playing, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong too, Jenkins, Trevin Jenkins, Trayvon Jenkins, the tackle. Kevin. God dang, man. Tevin Jenkins. Just going to hang it up. Uh, Tevin Jenkins. (laughs) He was probably going to go in the first round. Right, he's he's a really talented tackle prospect. You might get tra- heck, you might get drafted by the Packers in the first round, and I wouldn't be upset about it. Um, but you watch that game, and this and Osai was not these these stats are not all from rushing directly over Jenkins, right? But he had three sacks in that game, seven tackles for loss, twelve tackles, two fumble recoveries, one. Force fumble. That was versus a top 10 team at their place. And he brought his game to a ridiculous level. He's, I mean, he didn't single-handedly win that game, but if 46 wasn't on the field, if Osai was not on the field, Texas does not win that game. Last play of the game, fourth and eight. Their, uh, Oklahoma State is in the red zone. Osai is lined up across from Jenkins. Last play of the game. Gotta have it. And he absolutely dusts Jenkins for a sack to win the game, for his third sack of the game. And you cannot tell me a, a, co- a head coach that pounded the table for an undersized tight end chasing down an interception, he is not going to love that guy. And the fact is, he's kind of got some Z- Zedarius to him as well. You want to kick him inside. You want to have some versatility with him. I think he can do that. I think he can do that all. He's going to be, I think his floor is relatively high. And I think his ceiling is decently high. And I think he's a guy that if you want to draft, bring in, let him be your edge three. You got a really good group of one, two, three edges. And so he's a guy that. You watch, and I just cannot picture the Packers not loving him, just knowing what we know about Matt LaFleur. So, Ross, what are, you, what are your takes on Joseph, Joseph Osai? Um, anything, I, anything I left off about him? No, I mean, I'm the one that, that brought him to you and said, come and, and look at this, this wondrous thing. Um, I was not well. Uh, when when you and I watched that tape, and, and, you were not. And I still, I, I still found a way to enjoy it. Um, if it wasn't for the Joseph Osai tape, man, you might not have made it. <laughs> I might not be here. He he was great. Um, you know, he was uh, hair on fire. You know, everything that we saw with Clay. No, he's not six six, but got long arms. Gets away with it. Can play some off ball. Can play on the edge. Versatile piece, but not. Limited and by the way, my guy Hassan Reddick made it. Like he made it, he figured it out, but not limited that way because I think Hassan's like five eleven or something like that. Um, still has decent size. Would be an awesome Sam in a four three under if that's the way that Joe Barry wants to go. But still, like just gives you another weapon uh, if you're if you're worried about edge depth, which I think you you can and should be and. Uh, this Packers defense just needs more more of their 11 to be really good players. 
And Joseph Asai is a really good player, and I think you just kind of figure it out. At at some point, like, you know, with, with this last year, the the off-the-field backer, one of the defensive linemen, the nickel and the corner were all guys that you could kind of go after. And you need to start reducing that number for the opposing offensive game plan. Yep. And, you know, there's other guys that we're going to get to as well. We can't give them all to you right now, but b- believe you me, there are other guys, other names for me to mispronounce and tell you that the Packers will love. Uh, but to just give you a recap for who we've covered so far, uh, Dylan Radentz, tackle, North Dakota State, Armand, Armand Ross, St. Brown, wide receiver, USC, Greg Newsom, the second cornerback, Northwestern. Uh, we just talked about Joseph Osai, the edge from Texas. Jonathan Unwa, Unwa, I can't say it. That's a legit easy one to mispronounce. The edge from Penn State. And Elijah Molden from Washington, the defensive back. And then we also gave you a little bonus of Javon Hall and the safety out of Oregon. Those are the guys that we uh, have identified so far as just, yes, could they be Packers? Would we be surprised in the slightest? No. So, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, make sure you go over and get subscribed to the year-long uh, package over at Packer Report and get you Paramount Plus um, in as a throw-in for that, which, again, we talked about it long enough. It's awesome. Make sure you do that. Uh, we'll be back on here in a couple weeks. And until then, go Pack Go. class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.